In this week, in this week's podcast episode, we have a look at writing and map making opportunities within your early years provision. Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. And with all the work I do, I'm about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your well-being and self-care. So hi, happy Friday, lovely to be back with you. I haven't been here for the last couple of weeks as I have had a staycation and it's been rather busy on my return back to work as well. So it's really nice to be back here and sharing some ideas and inspiration. So thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this week's episode has been taken from a live that I've done this week on Instagram stories and it's all about transitioning back into setting and the ways that we can support the families and children that we work with. So I hope you enjoy it and you find it really useful. As always, if you find anything that I talk about useful, please share it with a friend, please leave a review. That way it helps us to rank even higher in the podcast chart so that more people can have access to our free training. So thank you so much to all of you that have already left some fantastic five-star reviews. It really does mean so much to me. So to start off the episode this week, I'm going to be telling you a little bit about something that happened to me yesterday, which was um, very traumatic. And then we get into our main topic, which is looking at transition. So enjoy. So if you've caught my stories in the last 24 hours, you'll know that I didn't manage to go live yesterday. We had a little bit of an emergency here. So let me tell you about it, um, just because you've all been asking. So um, I was working away in the office with my partner. We had the windows open. It was a lovely sunny day outside. There were some people in the field behind our house working away. And we heard this sort of pop sound. It was quite loud. Um, probably about 11.30 and we were like, oh, what was that? Was that somebody um, doing something in the field? We weren't sure. So we looked out of the window and we noticed that the people that were in the field were all shouting and yelling, saying there's a fire, you need to get out of the house. So we were immediately um, alarmed and we grabbed the kitties, of course, and we left the house. Um, on leaving the house, we realised that the fire had started in between our house and our neighbour's house. And um, we realised very quickly that the fire was actually heading towards the electricity and gas meter boxes. Um, so this was the biggest concern really. Um, anyway, the, the fire brigade came really, really quickly. We had five fire engines that came and they were just incredible. They did such a wonderful job. And um, yeah, we ended up spending from about half 11 till about four o'clock last night, at four o'clock yesterday afternoon, stood sort of evacuated from our house down the street in the sunshine. Um, yeah, waiting for the, the house to uh, be safe and for us to be able to go back in. So yeah, it was quite traumatic. We didn't really know um, 
how long it would be, what would happen, what damage would be done. We were also getting incredibly burnt as well. I don't know if you can see I'm very, very red today. Obviously I was outside, I had no sun cream on, so I wasn't planning on being outside. We had no water, we didn't have any food, so it was, yeah, it wasn't the best, but we've come out of it and we are all safe and we're all okay. I think it just shook us up a little bit, um, but it makes you thankful for what you've got. So um, yeah, we did lots of reflecting, I think, last night. So I just want to say thank you again for all of your lovely messages and kindness and support. Just what a wonderful community we've got. I feel so thankful and so appreciative to you all. And I've made it my mission actually this morning to reply personally to all of your messages, um, just so that you know how much I appreciate it. So thank you. Um, just before all of that happened, we had a really exciting delivery of new stock. So I planned on spending my afternoon boxing things up, packaging things and getting all of our orders sent off. But that didn't happen. Um, so I've been doing that this morning and some of our brand new patches have arrived and I am oh, so excited about these. So we've got our new Wanderlust Child. Um, I don't know if you can see what it says. Be a dreamer and it's on lovely Allium. So I've got this one that will be getting added to our summer Wanderlust Nature Study Program. And then we've got Listen to the Wind as well. So you will be able to earn these and collect these as you move through the summer part of our program. So really, really excited about those. Um, if you've put an order in over the last few days as well, your order has gone out this morning. So um, yeah, I can't, can't wait for you all to receive those and thank you so much. Oh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for all your lovely messages. Um, yeah, really kind of you all. So should we get stuck into transition? I know it's something that's worrying lots of us at the moment and we're thinking about how we can handle the transition back into school, what we can do to make sure it's as smooth as possible, what we can do to support our own well-being as well. So um, I today will be talking about a collection of ideas. Some of these are my own, some of these are from my lovely members, my community, things that we've talked about. Some of these as well are from a wonderful document that you should read um, and it's by Anna Frude and it's the National Centre for Children and Families. I'll put the link on my story so that you can be connected with that but that's a really good document focusing on baby and infants and how you can support their transition back into setting and how you can work with families. So I'm going to share that with you as well. Um, so first of all, we need to think about what we can do right now. So for many children that have uh, not been accessing us, perhaps they've not had a parent that's a key worker, they have been in the home environment now for quite a long time. They've been out of routine, they've not been working with you, and transitioning back into the setting is going to be tricky for them. They're going to feel different kinds of emotions and feelings. Some might be resentful that they haven't been able to come to nursery and they don't understand why. Some, um, some children might feel really unwanted. They might feel really anxious about returning, um, not knowing who they're going to be with, being away from their parents, who they've spent every single day with for the last eight to 12 weeks. So we need to be really careful in how we manage this transition. So here are a few ideas of things that we can do now. 
So even if we don't know what date we'll have children back, we can start that process now. So it's thinking about doing maybe some FaceTime or video calls with your individual children and saying how much you've missed them, how much you're looking forward to seeing them again and making sure it's all really, really positive. You might decide to do a class Zoom call where if you're um, maybe a reception teacher or even a year one teacher, you invite all your children and their parents to come on a call and you can talk about what you've been doing, what they've been doing and really try and create a feeling of excitement to be seeing them and having them back again. I know some of my members as well have been doing some little video tours of their settings to show children that nothing has changed, the setting is still here and it's waiting for them to return and again I think for them to just visualise it and see it is going to help with that return. Um, I think as well it's quite nice to think about some bridging activities that we can do. So maybe um, you could go online and you could create a video where you talk about and share some of the things you've been doing during lockdown. It might be that you do a little video in your garden and you tell the children what you've been planting. It might be that you've been busy crafting and making some lovely paintings. Maybe send a photograph of these to the children and ask them to email you something that they've been busy doing over lockdown. Maybe it's a photograph of them playing in the garden and doing some water based play. Um, maybe it's that they've been doing some lovely paintings or you might say, have you done a rainbow? Could you send it to me if you have? I'd love to see it. Um, and it's just trying to make that link. Um, I'm just having a little look at some of the messages that are coming in. Um, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yes, I was going to move on to that. So one of the things that we can be doing then in setting once we return is maybe making a really positive display of all the good things that have happened while lockdown has been on. And we share some of those things that the children have sent to us, some of the things that we've done, so that we're creating that display to try and turn that negative situation into more of a positive and say, look at this gift of time that we've had. Look at, look at all the wonderful things that we've had chance to do that we wouldn't have done normally. Um, it might be that you have photographs of families as well on there that again, just strengthens that link. But what we really need to be doing now, if we haven't been doing it already, I know some of you have, is building in those regular calls, phone calls, video calls, going live on your Facebook page. I know the lovely Vicky um, from Little Acorns, Childminding Banbury, has been reading stories to her children every night, which is just delightful. So I love, I love the idea of that. And if you haven't been doing it, start it now, it's never too late. Um, the next thing that we need to be thinking about for our own settings, I'm sure many of you have done this already, but is to do your risk assessment. Think about um, what the levels of risk possibly are, what changes you need to make. So it might be things like having cushions and soft furnishings out are going to make cleaning uh, too much on your sort of schedule. So you want to try and reduce that as much as possible. So maybe just taking those out of your environment for now, um, just to try and reduce it. Um, okay, and then once we have got the children back 
into our setting and with us, we want to be thinking about how we can maybe stagger some of the drop-off times so that we've not got everybody arriving all at once. So thinking about minimalizing it as well to one person doing the drop-off, staggering those times, and for some of your children, you need to be thinking about their emotional development and they might need resettling in sessions as well. Coming to your setting again for a full day or a full morning might just be too much for them. It might create more damage than it's worth. So gradually think about that transition, do some settling in sessions, build it up gradually, and um, that will hopefully help it run a lot smoother. We also want to be thinking about our routines as well. So where possible, we want to try and keep our routine of the day as similar as possible to how it was before the lockdown began. Um, so that we're not creating too much confusion for the children. Maybe try and put up those visual timetables as well so children are reminded of what's happening now, what's coming next. It might be that you still do your phonics, but your phonics doesn't happen as a whole class anymore. Your phonics still happens at the same time of day as it usually does, but instead it's happening in small groups and it might be happening outside. So it's trying to keep that routine, but try and just tweak it. Um, small groups is definitely the way forward here. Now this is something that we do anyway really in early years. I've always taught with small groups and had family groups that have met. So we just need to build on this even more and try and offer more opportunities for us to go into little groups and do our learning. Um, just, I've got so many notes. I made all of these notes yesterday before, um, before I had to evacuate the house. So I'm just referring back to these, but I love all the things that you're sharing as well. I think we've got a great community here that's uh, sharing lots of different ideas. So let's have a look at what we've got. So, um, oh, I like this, Stroopwaffle. 2020, you tell me that you've usually got 60 children in a room, um, but you're preparing your children by splitting them into bubbles of 12. I like that. And splitting them across the different classrooms. Yeah, great if you're in a school because not all, not all of the school are going to be back. So you can split up, you can use the different classroom spaces. Yeah, I like that. Any ideas of those of you that'll be in the year one room? Um, yeah, what could you do? But yeah, great start, really good start, breaking your children up, keeping them in their family groups if we can, key worker groups, trying to spend as much time as we can outside, in nature, that's going to be really good for us. Um, thinking about regular hand washing as well, maybe having a soap dispenser on a wall in your outdoor area so children are able to be um, hand washing throughout the session if you're working outside. Um, thinking about doing things like your water play and your picnics as well. Great ways to try and get the, all that holistic learning in. Um, and don't be afraid as well to be honest with the children about what's happening and telling them our routine is going to stay the same, but how we do things might change a little bit because we want to stay safe and we want to make sure um, we don't get so talking about that with the children and just being really honest it's going to help them understand further. Some of the ideas as well from my uh, members was having 
some resources that can clean and wipe down really easily. And one of my favorite resources for this is the Magnetile. So this is great for construction. So instead of having all your wooden blocks out at the moment, you might swap over some of your construction pieces to things like your Numicon and Magnetiles and Lego and Duplo so that you can easily sterilize these. You might as well want to have more bins around your environment so that we can really encourage children to put any tissues straight into the bin and they're not having to travel far to look for a bin, they can see one and they can um, dispose of their tissue accordingly. An idea from one of my members as well that's been working during the lockdown has been on and has had key worker children in. She's still been making Play-Doh but each child has had their own batch of Play-Doh and they've had a clear plastic container of their own that their Play-Doh has gone into at the end of each session so only them are using it. So I quite like that idea. Another one of my lovely members, Fiona, has been doing junk modelling during the lockdown. Um, but she's been able to make sure that things have been put into the bin afterwards and that's a really good way of managing it. Um, what else have we been doing? Yes, managing your own workload. So this is definitely a time for going with child-led learning. If there was ever a time to try this and make it happen, it's now. If you're brand new to it, give it a go because you need to work on your own well-being at this time. It's going to be tricky. Um, so let's think about not planning reams and reams of things in advance. Go for a walk, go out into nature, see what the children notice and take that as a hook, as a thread of learning and go with it. You don't need to be planning um, loads in advance. Just go with the child's interest and, and try it now. What have you got to lose? Um, I might talk about this a little bit more tomorrow actually and show you some more examples of how we can make this work and how it'll help you get some of your time back as well. Because I'm going to be honest, some of your time will now be going into cleaning and making sure things are safe. So let's take the added pressure off us of trying to plan and over plan it too much. Um, I saw a really nice idea as well that for those children that are not returning to us, our nursery children that are now moving onto reception and might not be back with us now, why don't we celebrate the fact that we've had a wonderful few years with them? Let's not forget about them. How about you send them a personalised letter in the post? Um, maybe inviting them to create a painting that you can add to a celebration wall back in the setting. Maybe you could have a virtual graduation ceremony for your children where they dress up and you could talk to each child about something wonderful that they've done or they've learnt while they've been with you. So um, yeah, I, I, like, I liked the idea so I thought I would share that. I'm just having a little read of your messages. Um, so Mrs McManio, you went a little bit further with your Play-Doh and you created children's placement mats as well. Oh, I like that. So they each had their own space to work in. Fabulous idea. Sam said she's going to implement a visual timetable. Love that. Oh, Vicky's going to do that as well. Um, how can we keep things cosy and minimal? Well, I think now, if we're thinking about Scandinavian ways of living a good life, they will be spending their summer times outside or bringing nature in. So collecting things like wildflowers and putting them in jam jars and displaying them around the room. 
doing lots around growing. I think when we grow a seed, it gives us lots of new hope and positivity. So yeah, just trying to embrace nature and going with nature as much as you can. Setting up your nature shelf as well and adding to that with the things the children find. Creating um, photographic displays of positive things that are happening right now. Maybe you could share a positive news clip with the children each day as well, especially if you've got reception year one children. So you're showing that you're not just focusing on the pandemic, but you're thinking about um, how we can create that positive mindset. So lots of ideas there. Um, I'd love to know what you end up implementing, how things are going for you as we sort of move and transition back into um, education as well. And um, yeah, just we'll keep supporting one another as best as we can. Nikki, you said you had a call and you missed the beginning of this. The beginning of it was mainly me rambling on about yesterday, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will record this for you and I will upload it um, so that you can watch it back as well um, in case you missed any of the other bits. Okay. Well, it has been so lovely working with you all and sharing all of these ideas. I'm going to share some links with you afterwards as well to some really useful documents. Uh, Miss Amy P, you are sending a link as well, which I will copy and I will pop onto my stories for anybody to see as well. So I hope that helps. Okay, well, thank you so much for all of your love and your kindness once again. And I will be back tomorrow at 12 o'clock. If you've got anything in particular you'd like me to talk about or for us to share ideas on, drop me a direct message and we will make that possible. Okay, have a good afternoon. Enjoy the sunshine. Don't get burnt. <laughs> Take care. Bye.